You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change the world. Hi kids, this is your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Rekla. And today, I'm super excited for today's interview. I'm interviewing Tatiana Verente, and she's the host of Sex, Love, and Superpowers, and she's a superpower expert. So we'll be talking with Tatiana today about relationship advice for kids. And I'm just super excited about this interview. So without further ado, will you help me welcome Tatiana Verende? Hi, Tatiana. Hi. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. I'm really happy to be here with you today, Neva. Yeah, I'm really excited, and I am excited to to connect with you, and it's going to be an awesome interview. Yeah. So, um, what are your superpowers? I know you have a lot. Yeah, I think we all have a lot of superpowers. Yeah. Um, and when I take the superpower quiz, the, the superpower that comes up for me is chameleon ability, which means that I have the ability to walk into many different spaces and sort of mold and and shape. That's one of yours too. Awesome. Virtual high five. I call it gecko ability. Oh yeah. I got Um, it confused and then I just kept on calling it that. So that's my superpower. (laughs) They change color too, depending on where you go. Um, So yeah, but I think when I work, um, when I work with people and when I'm just in, in interaction with people, one of my superpowers is being able to really deeply listen to not only what a person is saying with their words, but what they're saying with their energy, what they're saying with their emotions, what they're saying with their heart, and what they're saying with their body. Um, I agree. That's a really good superpower to have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I like chameleon ability. It's one of my favorite superpowers. It's a fun one, isn't it? I have one that I I need more practice on controlling. It's um, time mending, so I can like speed up or slow down time. So sometimes, if our rule in my house since I'm homeschooled is I I have to be done learning um, before dinner, and then after dinner I don't get to learn anymore because then it's just chaotic, you know. So. I I sometimes can just mend the time so it slows down so I can finish up my learning before dinner. But it's sometimes hard to control because if I say I'm excited for something, then sometimes the time speeds up and that that's not very good. <laughs> that is so cool that you are learning to give voice to that as a superpower because I think that that is actually something we have the capacity to do. and you really named a really key piece there. And I think breath is a big part of being able to help slow it down when we can take those deep, slow breaths. Even when we're excited, we can still feel joy and we can feel happiness, but if we can breathe into it, it helps slow it down a little bit and ground it. Yeah. That's cool. Neva. when you get on top of that one, that's, that's a, that's a good superpower. Yeah. Have you ever felt like excited? Like if you're going on like a, like somewhere that was like skydiving or like ziplining or something and it was like really high up and you you knew you were excited but you were but that excitement 
like half of it was nervousness and then mm-hmm. that I uh, want to hear a quick and funny story. Yeah, I do. All right. So my parents and I went to Costa Rica for our friend's birthday. Right. And um and we were in Costa Rica for about 2 weeks or so and there's like 25 people and I had a roommate and it was just cool because we had these little itty bitty casitas that are about the size of a living room, but they they fit a kitchen, a back a backyard, a um, bedroom where my parents could sleep, and um, another bedroom, and a little tiny living room. So they were pretty awesome. But we all went ziplining, and. We were like maybe 5,000 feet up in the air or so. And when I was on the really long zip lines, because I was super excited and stuff, I was, because I was like screaming the whole way, but the short ones and then with the long ones, I was going, because ah, ah, I had <laughs> to take deep breaths <laughs> in order to keep my breath. <laughs> I tried my best not to crack up during um, ziplining. It was awesome. Ziplining is super fun. No, it was my first time ever going ziplining. It's super fun. Yeah, and it was interesting because the really long ones, um, one of them my parents both went upside down on, and then, but with the long ones, since we were so high up and the trees were so high, I was scared I was going to run into a tree. You were going to hit a, a couple tree. Of times. Yeah. Did yeah. you? Luckily not. But, <laughs> oh. Have you ever gotten stuck on a zipline? No, I have not. And I'm grateful for that. Actually, the shorter ones, the last time I went ziplining was this summer with Sana. And the, and the shorter one actually scared me more than the longer one did because I was afraid because because I was because it didn't have the same angle because you know zipline has an angle so that you don't get stuck right because yeah. gravity will take you down sometimes yeah the straight ones are the ones my parents went upside down on yeah I actually got stuck on one and I was like two feet away from the guy and my dad went before me and then I had to arch my back all the way as far as I could reach out my hand so the guy could grab me it was so painful wow but it was totally worth it totally (laughs) fun stuff all right so i thought since we're both superheroes how about we do a superhero pose all right this is this is one of mine this is mine i always do this one That's we good. It. Feels good. This is another good one. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I love making it look like I'm gonna fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope I didn't hit my fairy house. <laughs> yeah, do you want to check in with them for a second? See how the fairies are doing. I think they're doing fine. Okay, good. We always, we always want to check in with the fairies. You know, yeah. we need them on our side. Our old house. Um. It was a tinier house than this one, but they had we had fairy trees, and my dad and I um, can both have visions or something, or like 
listen, talk to guys. And my mom has that superpower as well. But um, my, we were all in the pool, and then my, I heard my dad talking to the fairies and saying, we'll take care of you. So it was really cool because um, I think I always see fairies. Because one of my superpowers I got when I was maybe like six or so, I I like saw like rainbow, like rainbow dots kind of and like on lines. And I remember just totally freaking out and like talking to my mom. And I'm like, are you still there? Like, and I remember it was so weird and cool at the same time. But it was... It was interesting. Have you ever had like a vision or something? Yeah, I have. I actually, yeah. speaking of fairies, had you should talk to Sun about this because she really wants to learn how to see fairies. Because I told her about my experience one summer. I was um, I was living on a piece of land where they actually did a lot of work with the fairies and the devas of the plants. So the fairies, from their understanding are the architects of the plants, which means that they help to, they help to build the plants. They're like the life force generator of the plants. And the people who ran this place um, called the Sirius Community in Shutesbury, Massachusetts, I was doing an apprenticeship there. I was learning about how to grow food, learning about how to build buildings. And, um, and there was an orchard where there were, had a lot of fruit trees and I was walking through the orchard at dusk. So the sun is starting to set and it's kind of that hazy time of day. And I was all by myself and I was walking through the orchard and all of a sudden I saw these little lights around the tree and they started to pulsate and they started to like do this kind of thing. And they were throbbing back and forth and getting bigger and they were changing sizes and they were changing colors. And I had a moment where I thought, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm actually seeing right now. And then my mind came in and said, no, that's not fairies. You're just seeing fireflies. And then all of a sudden, all of the, all of that magic that I was experiencing disappeared. The lights disappeared. The, the colors disappeared. And all I saw were little fireflies flying in the orchard. So the mind can really make it harder for us to have access to those kinds of things. And so it's beautiful that you have had that experience so young and that you have a family that encourages your abilities in that way. Um, My mom tells me, your ego wants to kill you. (laughs) So it helps me take control of my ego. So Your ego doesn't actually... I don't know that your ego wants to kill you, but I think it wants to not die itself. I know. To do everything it can to stay alive. That's why, like, all the time, your tiny pieces, like, if some of those tiny pieces, it's their time to get out of your life. And they're like, I imagine, like, them just holding onto the last cliff of a mountain. Mm -hmm. And my mom, when I was little, so we talk about gremlins and like the little eagle beast pieces, like eagle babies. That's what, that's what we call them. And she knew that if she said they disappear to her young daughter, that one wasn't going to go very well. So she said they go swimming and then they just, <laughs> and then they, 
become light, like light beings, instead of little angry little gremlins. So, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, I have one more question, and then I think we need to take a quick break. Okay. All right. So, my last question is, have you told Sana what sex is? So, Sana has asked a lot about where babies come from. The first time she asked that question, she was three years old, and um, my husband Daniel and I, we were, we didn't quite know how to answer it, and so we decided to explain to her that every mama has an egg inside of her, and daddies carry the seeds, and that babies are made when the eggs and the seeds, and the seed gets planted inside the egg. Now, the real like nitty gritty of how that happens, we didn't go into in too much depth because that answer seemed to satisfy her curiosity. Uh, she does know that there's a sacred dance that the mama and papa do in order to bring a baby down. She does know that, um, that she was up in the stars before she came down here. But in terms of like the real physicality around sex, she hasn't been too curious about it. She hasn't asked a lot of questions about it. So I'm really, I'm following her lead with that one. And I'm not, um, not trying to give her too much information. And I'm also not trying to withhold information from her either. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. She reminds me of me, although we had opposite questions when mm -hmm. I was little. What was like your I question? Was, I was very curious of how babies were made and I was very curious on what happened so I'm, I'm a very curious child so yeah how old is Sana now? Sana's six? gonna be six next month yeah wow mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I haven't talked to her in a while since yeah she really wants to see you I really want to talk to her <laughs> yeah so maybe after the interview if she's home I'm not at home, but maybe another time. Hey, where are you? I'm at my, an office. Ooh. Um, so I think we have to take a quick break, okay. and then we'll be right back. So we've been talking with Tatiana Barande about relationship advice for kids. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Tatiana Berenday about relationship advice for kids. So what advice do you have for kids on how they can be in really a good relationship with themselves and how they can honor their relationship with themselves so then it's not hard for them when, they, when they're adults. 
Well, I think that's a really good question. And I think it's a tricky question to answer because it depends on how old the children are. You know, there's, we have different stages of, of development of certain parts of ourselves. And so when we're really small, I think that, and you tell me if I'm right on track with this Neva, but I think when, when we're really small, we actually almost don't even notice that there's like a me and an other especially when it comes to our family right it's like we're all the same we're all in the same soup together right and so I've always been curious on how babies minds work yeah I think I think a lot of people are curious on how babies minds work and they they don't really have the language to tell us but you can sort of get in sync with them right you can get you can get on their wavelength and that's a really beautiful space to get into with a baby and with a with a little kid. I noticed with, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work with children. I used to I used to be a early childhood teacher before I started going into more of this direction with the relationship work. And um, it seemed to be like around there's a stage around one and a half, and then again around three, where there's really this coming into an, a realization that I am a self. And that exactly. I, myself is separate from, you know, and, and on a certain level, it's true. On a certain level, it's not true that the self is exactly separate, right. And so I think for kids being able to, to remember that you are a self, you are your own person, and there's also still that connectedness and remembering that connectedness and being able to tap back into that and knowing getting clear on where the line is, you know, what's mine and what's yours and how to really have, can I have my, my feelings, but maybe not make, make up a story about them. Don't make it dramatic. Yeah. And that's, that can be tricky for children if they're, if their parents, if the adults in their lives are making up stories about their feelings. Because then the children don't have a place to go to see what it looks like to just let feelings move through you without making up a story about them, right? I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, it's so interesting because, I mean, I guess you could teach a baby sign language. That's, I mean, if my parents are talking or something and I want to tell them, like if my parents are at a meeting or something, if I want to tell them that I'm done eating or something, I just sign it. And so then I'm not interrupting the conversation, but I'm still telling my parents I'm done eating, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you could teach an infant sign language. You can, actually. They're, they have baby sign language where you can, you can teach baby sign language. Yeah, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but they have to have certain motor control. They have because babies... When they're first born, they don't even know that they have hands and feet yet. Like they can't even sit up. They're still trying to figure out what happened and now I'm in a body and whoa, what's going on? Is that why some babies eat their feet? Yeah. They're they're getting all they're just figuring out all this physical world and getting all in the sensations. They're they're figuring out if their feet is a binky and if their binky (laughs) is their feet. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if one if a baby has ever wore their pacifiers on their feet and just kept on <laughs> sucking on their feet. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be uh, funny. Yeah, so let me think. Do you have any questions for me? 
Well, I would, I want to ask you, you know, what your experience has been as a kid in keeping your relationship to yourself when you're around other kids. Cause you know, I haven't been a kid for a little while, so you probably have a lot more insight into it than I do. Um, well, I can honestly admit that sometimes I'm not the best of keeping a relationship with myself. And um, sometimes if someone's being mean to me, if it's like a kid, I'm sometimes afraid that they're not going to, my ego is afraid that they're not going to play with me. Mm-hmm. And then I, my knowingness is going, so what if they don't play with you? Go make some new friends. Mm-hmm. And so I find that I always like to be connected with myself. And if I'm having trouble with that, I talk to my guides. So I have a lot of guides. And I want to hear a quick story that my mom shared with me. Mm-hmm. So it all links into this one story so in our old house there i was tucked in bed and then i hear these people these four people chatting just blabbing and i didn't know what they were talking about but there's like the scientist guy with the afro and um two other men and then one woman and it was interesting and then I told my mom about it and she told me the story about when I was little and because when I I actually saw them all like floating with like crisscross just sitting like if they're sitting in the chair and I remember just seeing them talk and then I sat up and looked at them and then I all of them looked at me and I kind of froze and then I just went under my covers because I'm thinking to myself, why are these four beings in my room right now? And so I told mom about it. And she shared with me the story about when I was two. And it was a really interesting conversation. So my dad, he was away in Afghanistan. And so my mom wanted, my mom was telling me, Neva, go pick up your shoe. And I said, no. And she said, Neva, can you please go pick up your shoe? And I said, no. And then a little after that, she saw me talking and like chatting with someone, like going, mm-hmm, all right. And then she said, Neva, who are you talking to? I'm like, they're the white people. And so those were who were, who were in my room. And so I, I said, mommy, you're right. I'm sorry. And I went and, I went and picked up my shoe. So, and so I channeled them and they said their names are Alex, Mary, I don't remember the other two's names, (laughs) but I remember that they're really not scary at all, but have you ever had like a situation where like guides or something come, like are following you and then it's just like freaking you out kind of I've definitely had situations of being afraid of different uh, energies that I could feel but I couldn't see I'm not like you in the same way of being able to see some people have that 
that um, clairvoyance in that way. My clairvoyance shows up a little bit differently in that I can see projected possibilities of the future, but I don't see um, entities and things like that in the same way, but I can sense them. I'm aware of them. Um, But most of my, most of that um, and my, my opening up to that came through because I shut down in my life. I shut down when I was about your age. I, I shut my whole, all my light. I closed it up, closed up shop. It wasn't safe to shine anymore. And, and so it took a long time for, for me to get back into, into shining um, and being willing to, to open back up again. And, and for me, the, the piece that really helped me to start feeling on the other side again was when my brother died because I knew what he felt like when it was like me, me and you talking. Right. And so I could, I knew what his energy signature felt like from me knowing him in real life. And then when he died, I was able to still feel his energy signature around. And sometimes I would have, you know, I had some moments where I started to think maybe I was going crazy because I'd be driving and my brother would be sitting in the car next to me. And I would, and he and I would be having a conversation just as if he was still there. And at, you know, at one point I, I thought, okay, I'm really losing it. But then I started to, to hear more stories of other people who had had experiences like that. And so then I started to become aware of different energetics, but there's, there's definitely still some cultivation that I could do on that end and some growth that I could do on that end. Um, yeah. So I feel more, more than entities. I feel like I can be aware of people's ancestors and things like that when I'm working with them or with, of my own, you know, I feel those kinds of energies around and the energies that exist in plants and stuff like that, like we talked about. It's really cool. So how do you connect with the future? Um, for me, I receive visions about the future. So it's, it's hard to describe. It's just kind of like a download. Like I get a flash and I get a picture. Um, and I see images in my mind, but I don't see them out in front of me. Some people I know see things out in front of them. Like what you're talking about with the lights and everything and these beings, I don't see out in front of me like that, but I can see, I get images in my mind. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I really like that. So I think that if you have any other questions for me, um, there's nothing else coming to mind. So I think it's almost time for Super Neva questions. All right, Super Neva questions. So um, I guess a question that I have for you is what are, you know, you talked about if somebody wasn't being nice to you and, and what you sort of did in that situation but what are some of the hardest experiences that you have with other people as a kid oh wow that that totally is a good idea so hold on i'm getting situated here i'm just gonna bring them into the conversation right right now hi landy i've had her since i was like two so one of the (laughs) one of the hardest things for me is when one of my friends is saying something rude behind one of my other friends' backs. Mm. And that happened to me when I was at this one friend's house. And she said, so you know this one friend, um, 
these two friends were at CEO space. So she said, no, this one friend of yours, she tries to fit in with her friend group, but she just doesn't. And this is when my ego kicked in, said, Neva, don't say anything or else she's not going to play with you. And, and mom, I came back and told my parents about it. And mom said, you know that if she's doing this behind your friend's back, that there's a good chance that she's doing it behind your back. And I said, really? And it was really interesting because it's hard when I'm trying to be nice to someone and say, hey, we'll, we'll hang out with you. We'll talk with you. You can come in to our friend group. It, it's safe. And then another friend jumps in and says, eh, they don't really fit in, you know? So what did you do with that friend when she said that or later? Um, well, I wanted to reverse time and go back and say, well, it, you can have your opinions about my friends, but that's not going to change how I, what I think about what I think about her. So I wanted to say that, but my ego kicked in and that darn ego. Yeah. And that's how we learn too. Right. And, yeah. and that's part of why I asked you because sometimes the learning is after the fact. And, but if you can share what you learned with someone else and then they can remember that if that ever happens to them, yeah. then they can say, Oh, right. I heard Neva talk about this. Here's what I could say. Instead, I could say, you know what? I really like that person. What you say isn't going to make a difference to me because I know this about them. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, it's almost 12, so you have time constraint. But um, can I ask you a few questions and then? Yes. All right. So my first question is, what is your favorite animal? Lamy's going to listen. Oh, my favorite animal well, the first one that comes to mind, I have two. Um, okay. I have one with wings and one that walks on the ground. So one with wings is the owl. Owl and I fly closely together. And we the one that walks on the ground is the bear. Ooh. Yeah. We have a plastic owl in our backyard that scares away <laughs> the birds that want to go to the restroom by our hot tub. <laughs> well, I have real owls in my backyard and real bears in my backyard, too. Real bears? Yeah, I Baby love bears? Them. Some, you know, I've seen, I've seen a, a juvenile walking through. I haven't seen a mama and cubs in my backyard. I've seen them what around the neighborhood. So, like a teenager. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so... What is your favorite color? Mm. My favorite color has to be the rainbow when all mm. the colors are together. That's, that's mine. Yeah, yeah like, I like that. And, but probably my most favorite color out of the rainbow is turquoise. Mm, that's a good one. I was going to say yeah. some kind of shade of blue, like what's in that painting back there behind you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like pretty much every shade of blue. It's... Mm -hmm. so. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, let me think. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Mm. Now, that's hard to answer because I haven't been everywhere in the world. 
And I'm actually sitting with that question right now. If I could live anywhere in the world, I would live somewhere where it's warm most of the time, where it doesn't really get below like 45 or 50 degrees. Where, come on. Mm, Arizona. Well, I was going to say, I have some more criteria because there's got to be water. I love my water. There's, there's pools. <laughs> yeah, natural sources of flowing water or the ocean or both would be the best ideal. And a place with, yeah, clean water and clean air and lots California? of sunshine. Well, California has forest fires, so it's not necessarily cleanest of air. <laughs> um, um, so when my parents and I went to Costa Rica, it we're not used to humidity. Mm-hmm. And Costa Rica is so freaking humid. And so it, it was so fun, but it was sweaty and humid and... Yeah, my. You know, what, you know what happens to me in humidity? Hmm. My hair gets all frizzed up, and it goes, it gets like this big. Well, that's what happens to me in humidity. <laughs> um, want to hear a quick story? Sure. So my mom, she saw this cootie, I think, or it was a cootie or a cody, either one, and she wants to take a picture of it, and she saw it. And but when she took a picture, it wasn't there. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, is that thing part of Empire? Or what? Because it was really confusing. And she showed me the picture, I'm like, it's a tree? She's like, No, there was there was an animal right there. I'm like, Really? <laughs> And it was so weird because I didn't get to see the Cody or Cutie or whatever it's called. But how she explained it, it sounded like a part vampire. Because, like, vampires don't show up in pictures, you know? Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Or the mirror. How do they, <laughs> how do they put their hair in ponytails? What they must they have just have to feel it out. Do vampires put their hair in ponytails, though? I haven't really seen too many vampires with ponytails. I haven't really seen a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I guess I haven't either. Well, I've seen some energetic ones. Have you ever heard of that thing where you, like, draw the palm of your hand and you see if, like, the veins are, like, a V or a W for a vampire? Or a oh, werewolf? Yeah, I remember that as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm a vampire. Are you? I think I am, too. I want to pretend I'm part werewolf. Why? I mean, I kind of embrace my inner werewolf when I'm playing with my dog. So, <laughs> I mean, she might be tiny, but she's really freaking vicious. <laughs> like, so, we don't go hard on each other. I can see. I mean, we don't go easy on each other. I can say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Last and final question, then, if you have any questions for me or for Lammy, I think we need to do funny FaceTime. All right. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? If I could have any superpower in the world, I've been thinking about this one for years, it would be to be able to teletransport. Okay. Teletransportation. That would, be, that would be it. And why? 
for so many reasons. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of all the travel time and all of the stuff around travel and all of the expense around travel. I just like to get from point A to point B. I love, I love going different places, but the process of traveling is just such yeah. a pain and it would be so much easier to just do the whole bewitch thing and twitch my nose and be somewhere else. Wouldn't that be awesome? And then you could bring sun, bring summer. Yeah. And then I could go so many more places uh, all at the same time. Cause I have friends who live in all these different places around the world and I don't get yeah. to see them very often. Um, I actually have three superpowers that you would that want. Mm-hmm. What? Tom? Flight, invisibility, and mind teleportation. Mind teleportation. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you think about where you want to go, and then you're there. Yeah. The reason I would want that is because I would be the best hide-and-go-seeker <laughs> ever. That's a really good reason. Because, like, you could just be looking all over the house, and you've already done ten rounds, and you're out of areas. And then you could just think to yourself, bring me to Hawaii. And then you could go to Hawaii. Like, bring me in. Like, take me to go see Tatiana. You know what would be cool? It would be cool to play a mega game of hide-and-go-seek with a bunch of people who had that superpower. Because then the whole world would be your hiding place, right? That would be so awesome. That would be pretty cool. But I feel like if there was somewhere, like, that has, like, a volcano or ocean, you would want to be s- specific. So you don't want to be by a shark, and you don't want to be on top of a volcano that still is erupting. And That's so I'd true. be specific. And I would yeah. say, bring me to the beach of Hawaii. <laughs> and which beach? Because they're not all great. Depends on where you uh, go. And maybe <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Um, because I could go visit my cousins and aunt and uncle. They live in Japan. Oh, yeah. Because my uncle is in the Navy, Navy Air Force. So, um, and also, so I have one quick story to share and then you wrap up. And then we're going to do funny faces? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, the light in my bathroom, it, it's automatic. And you can choose to turn it off. My sister and I were playing hide and go seek. And she didn't know that you could turn it off. So, but I didn't know she didn't know that. So I went into the restroom. I turned off both lights. And it was hard for me to get in the bathtub. I was just like standing behind the shower curtain. She even looked in the shower. But she didn't like, like I, I think she looked... In the shower, but I was like, I was really close to the wall. <laughs> but I think I knew she was in the restroom, and I normally laugh if she comes in because I have trouble keeping a straight face. I was like that too when I was a kid. Yeah, so I had to go like, <laughs> and then it took her about 30, 45 minutes to find me. And so I heard her talking to my parents and saying, I can't find your daughter. I don't know where the heck she is. And um, I I got to the point where I had to sit on the itty bitty edge 
because my legs were getting tired. And I had to sit on the little corner of the bathtub without getting noticed. And so I finally told her and said that the bathroom light can be turned off. But it was that's why I like the mind teleportation invincibility in flight because like you could go on the ceiling and you could disguise yourself as the ceiling. Well, you know, I know some people who teach invisibility. Please give me their information. <laughs> <laughs> How do they teach it? Uh, it's a tracking skill. Hmm. It's from the ancient ancient times that the indigenous people of the, the First Nations people of Turtle Island of North America knew how to how to do the invisibility thing. Some of them still know it, and some of them teach it. Will you please connect me with those people? Yeah, sure. Thank you. All right. So I think we need to do funny FaceTime. All right, let's do it. All right. So make Mammy's gonna make her funny face because I need my hands. Okay. That's Lammy's funny face. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then this is mine. Okay, you and I both do that at the same time. Three, two, one. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, all right. Um, so I am forgetful before the um beginning of the interview. I forget to tell you this, but um. If you can join me in the sign-off, that would be awesome. Okay. So can you- I'm going to say, remember, kids, we all have superpowers, and you and I will both stay together. We can change the world. All right. Okay. Ready? Ready. Remember, kids, we all have superpowers, and we, we can, can change, change the, the world. world. All right. Thank you so much for coming on my show, Tatiana. Thank you so much for having me, Neva Lee. <laughs> all right. Love you. Love you, too. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Today.